What's up, guys? Welcome to No Regard, the number one basketball podcast in the world, because we say so. Got a little different setup today, but I'm still your host, Vas Mubin. Uh, Army, how you doing? Yeah, how's it going? Um, Why don't you tell them why we got a different setup today? Well, obviously, we got to do it online because I have started college now. I'm attending a school that it will be undisclosed, and I am excited. So, But we got a great show today. That's all that matters. Who cares about where I am? Because, um, I mean, even though it's the offseason, there's a lot of cool stuff going on right now. Uh, like I said, great show we have. Uh, so, Army, I found this one post on Instagram earlier, and it said Derrick Rose had a 12% chance to make it into the Hall of Fame. I want to talk about that. Then I want to talk about the Lakers' new signings with um, DeAndre Jordan and Rajon Rondo. And then we can talk about the Ben Simmons drama right now going on with the 76ers. And then finally, uh, we can talk about John Wall and his situation with the Rockets. Before we get into that, Army, I have like I have three pieces of news. I just want to lay them on you. Give me like a 30-second response of right. what you think about them, all right? I got you. All right. So um, Pat Riley says that he would have drafted Chris, Chris Bosh over – Dwayne Wade in the 2003 draft if Bosch would have fallen to the fifth pick. Army, what do you think about that? Right. I mean, I don't even understand in hindsight how stupid somebody can be. <laughs> Pat Riley has done stupid things in the past, not denying he's one of the best basketball minds in history, but I don't understand why, like in hindsight, why do you say that? Like, why does he say it now? Well, after I mean, Dwayne he's Wade just did reflecting. What he did? He's saying like, you know, at that time, I would have done that. You, you, you think no, it's I, I I get that, but I don't understand. I like guess he didn't know he was going to get Shaq either, but I just don't think he should have said that at this point in time after Dwayne Wade's the best player in Miami history, you know? Well, but, I, I think mean, it also, there's a lot of emotion because, you know, Bosch just got put into the Hall of Fame as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, did you see, did you see that he uh, gave Pat Riley his ring back? I, I did. Yeah. That was, that, that was, was kind of cool. cool. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it was good that Dwayne Wade fell to the fifth pick. Fell to the fifth pick. Then, uh, sure. one other thing, we could do a whole topic about this one, Army. But I want—I just wanted a um, quick synopsis from you. Zach Levine will become Boston's number one trade target um, this season. So, what do you think, Zach Levine, Boston, good fit? No, I mean, uh, I don't know because Jalen Brown, I think, is a really good fit in Boston. His kind of grit and grind, athletic. Uh, able to shoot the ball. I mean, Jalen Brown's contending to be one day, hopefully one of the better players, one of the best players in the league. Jason Tatum, a lot of people think will be the best player in the league one day. Um, Zach Levine, we don't know fully like what he can do in a situation that wins because we've only seen him in a situation that loses a lot. That's a good point. However, Zach did just become a part of the ball, Zach. So how are we supposed to know the balls uh, until the yeah. end of the season. I mean, you even predicted the ball Zach would be a 50 win team. So I guess we'll see this year if Zach can perform on winning teams. Well, let's let's not twist my words. I said they have a chance to be a 50 win team. I don't think they're guaranteed 50 win. I think on the upside, they'd be a 50 win team. But I do think Zach Levine would be a super interesting fit in Boston. Obviously, great score. Great score. He averaged 27 a game this year. Um, I, I would love, I, I think it'd be a good move for Boston. Honestly, they've been trying to find a great point guard and he might be that guy. Just, uh, just next, admit that you're obsessed with the ball, Zach. 
I mean, who can't be obsessed with the ball, Zach? Honestly, what a what a trio. Um, so Army, this one, this piece of news I just found really funny. So <laughs> I guess Kyrie Irving's agent what was asked, what would Kyrie do if he was traded from the Nets? And reportedly, uh, his agent said that he would just retire from the NBA. Yeah. If if he if he was traded from the Nets, he would just retire from the NBA. Army, what do you think? Sounds like a Kyrie Irving thing to me. <laughs> Um, it, it honestly makes sense. He has moved a lot in the past five years. So I do get that, but I don't, he's like, what is he? He's not 30 years old. No, he's, he's uh, still so, young. Yeah. He's very young. So I don't know. It's, it's just, I'm not surprised by Kyrie anymore. Uh, nothing surprised me from Kyrie. I think it's a super interesting guy. Um, retiring from the NBA. I wouldn't put it past him. I, be, I believe okay. that wholeheartedly. I believe that. Yeah. Um, Okay, let's get into the real show. Army, like I said, I saw the Instagram post. So Basketball Reference gave um, Derrick Rose just a 12% chance of making it into the Hall of Fame. And just as, uh, just a disclaimer, Basketball Reference, they use some type of calculation where they like put a bunch of stats and factors into it and spit out a number of the percent chance of that player making it into the Hall of Fame. So it's not just some guys throwing out random numbers. Um Basketball reference is legit, but 12% chance of making it to the Hall of Fame. Army, you agree with this for Derrick uh, Rose? Maybe not 12. 12 is really low, but just I sorry, don't just think- Army, just just for reference, Derrick Rose has a 12% chance. John Wall has a 32% chance. Kemba Walker has a 15% chance over uh, Derrick Rose. Joe Johnson has a 50% chance of making the Hall of Fame. And Kevin Love has a 73% chance. Sorry, go ahead. Just so, wanted to put that in, in perspective. I'm going to give you a bold take. Joe Johnson deserves to be in the Hall of Fame more than Derrick Rose does. Whoa. Um, Derrick Rose, for longevity purposes, does not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He should not be in the Hall of Fame. He was an MVP at 22, electrifying Bulls team for about two, three years, there's no reason that a two, three-year star should be in the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame has to do with longevity, purpose, and accolades. He has one accolade above the rest. That doesn't prove to me he should be in the Hall of Fame. Can you explain why Joe Johnson deserves to be in the Hall of Fame? Longevity. And he's always been in a... I mean, I'm sure he's been an all-star throughout his career. He has been an all-star. Yes, so um, he's, he's been there and he's been good. Every year he's played, he could play in the NBA right now and be better than half the players in the NBA. I'm just saying it straight up. He dominates the big three. People say the big three is a joke. Those are guys that could, those are guys that retired five years ago. Joe Johnson right now could play in the NBA. He's like 40 army. Joe Johnson could actually be a starter in the NBA. In my opinion. No, he's that good. Definitely not. So yeah, Joe Johnson. uh, I don't think he's a hall of famer either, but he is more of one than Derek Rose. So, so what percent would you give Derrick Rose? Did you say that already or no? No, uh, maybe 20. That's it? That's all you'd give Derrick Rose? Yeah, about 20. What would you give him? Look, I think Derrick Rose should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, That might be an unpopular opinion for some. Might not be. Definitely not for Chicago Bulls fans. They definitely think that. I think it's a bit. Look, you're 100% right. When you say longevity must, must be accounted for, right? Because if you have a one great season and then the rest of career is shit, then yeah, 
totally agree. Probably not a Hall of Fame player. But here's the thing. Derek Rose, but at the same time, we have to take into account the peak of a player as well. And Derek Rose had a higher peak than the guys I just named. Kevin Love, um, uh, John Wall, uh, uh, Joe Johnson, all those guys I just named. Kemba Walker. Derek Rose had the highest peak out of all of them. He won the MVP, the highest honor you can get individually in the NBA. And with that said, if you look at Derrick Rose and how he played back then, yeah, he was he was he was the guy, Army. One of the most athletic finishers in the NBA, one of the most fast-paced point guard in the NBA, maybe the most acrobatic finisher. Uh, he's got to be up there in the conversation. He was that guy, solid mid-range shooter as well. I think he was a Hall of Famer. He made some great playoff runs. And even after uh, after his MVP season, after his injuries, after he came back, he was still a really good player. Even this year, for example, Derrick Rose was the best player for the Knicks in the playoffs. Hands down, Derrick Rose is the best player for the Knicks in the playoffs. Okay. So even though he didn't, you know, have a sustained period of greatness. He had a peak of greatness and then and then a fall, right? He still has to be in the discussion for the Hall of Fame because even though we don't consider him, you know, a great player anymore, he's still averaged like 15 a game this year. And like you said, Joe Johnson, consistency purposes. Derrick Rose is very consistent as well, I would say, except when he when he's on the floor, he's extremely consistent as well, I'd say. So let me ask you, let me raise a question so, to you. Yeah, let me give it a percentage real quick. Go ahead. Derek Rose, I'd give, I don't think he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. I'm, w- I'm with you there. It's up for debate 100%. I'm going to give Derek Rose a 70% chance, though, into the Hall of Fame. 70. 70. Se- yep. 70. Okay. What percent, as of now, is Dwight Howard? That's a good question. That's a that's a damn good question. Dwight Howard to me, he's a champion. He's a three-time defensive player of the year. In Orlando, he was a he was a beast in Orlando. He was the second coming of Shaq when he was in Orlando. He had some injuries as well when he came to LA. Uh didn't really live up to the expectations. The first time he came to LA, had back problems. I don't really fault him as much as other people do because he was dealing with injuries. I love Dwight Howard. He is a guaranteed Hall of Famer to me. He's a hundred percent chance Hall of Famer to me. Okay, let me let me relate more to. Derek also, Rose. one more thing. He took that Orlando Magic. He was the best player on the team that went to the finals, and they took down LeBron. Not to mention in in uh, what was it? Two thousand nine, two thousand nine. They took down LeBron, LeBron's Cavs, and made it to the finals with the White Howard as the best player on that champion uh, on that team, and they won a game in the finals too. Right. Go ahead. So then, let me relate more to Derrick Rose. Is Blake Griffin a Hall of Famer? Ah, damn. <laughs> is Blake Griffin a Hall of Famer? <sighs> no, I don't think Blake Griffin's a Hall of Famer. Okay. What has he done in the playoffs, honestly? What did Derrick Rose do in the playoffs? You know, that's a good point, but that's a really good point. But was but was Blake Griffin, has he ever won an MVP? Has he ever been as good as Derrick Rose was? I don't think so. His peak no, is not no. nearly as high as Derrick Rose was. That's correct, but... It's longer, and Blake Griffin has won. I don't know if this goes into your accolade list, but, I mean, he's won a dunk contest. 
He's made the playoffs tons of times. He's been an MVP candidate twice. So what makes Derrick Rose so much higher than Blake Griffin? I th- Like I said, I think his peak was higher than Blake's. And at the same time, you say uh, Derrick Rose didn't have much playoff success. Yeah, well, he also had to go against LeBron in the playoffs. And I can remember two times, maybe even more that I'm forgetting, at least two times LeBron was the one that knocked him out of the playoffs. Uh, right. One with the Heat. No, maybe twice with the Heat. So maybe three times, actually. LeBron has knocked him out uh, in the playoffs. Blake never had to go against LeBron in the playoffs. Hopefully he will this year in the finals. Um, but I'm just saying Derek Rose potentially, uh, assuming LeBron was not in the mix, he could have potentially got to the finals one year out of those four years LeBron was there. I think... Derrick Rose had to overcome a lot more in the playoffs than Blake Griffin. So that's why I give Derrick Rose the edge over Blake Griffin. So so did you just say Derrick Rose had to overcome more than Yeah, because he um, had to go against LeBron in the in the playoffs. Okay. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And um personally I have Blake Griffin over Derrick Rose in my Hall of Fame odds. Uh, I believe Blake Griffin. Uh, has a lot better of a chance at a championship by the end of his career. That's mostly why. Well, he's on the Brooklyn Nets right now, yeah. so I yeah, give yeah. you that. Yeah, yeah, but but he's not just a guy on the Brooklyn Nets. He's a player that is important to the Brooklyn Nets. He's a not just a role player. He is their hustle guy. He's their grit and guy, grind fighter guy. You know. No, yeah, he's important to that team. I, I agree. I agree. Derrick Rose, on the other hand, has been an inefficient scorer that continues to play on bad basketball teams. Mm-mm. The Knicks, okay, no. the Knicks weren't a bad basketball team. The Knicks weren't a bad basketball team. I'm just saying, I don't think it would have made a difference whether he was there or not. Like how good the Knicks were, it wouldn't have made a difference? Yeah. Disagree completely. I know you didn't watch many Knicks games, but I did. I was a huge supporter of the Knicks this season, and Derrick Rose was their spark off the bench. He was their go-to guy when they needed a bucket. I mean, obviously, Julius Randle had a breakout season. I'm not taking anything away from that. And the Knicks themselves, great defensive team as well. But Derrick Rose was a huge part of that team. He, you know, he was their scorer off the bench. And the playoffs, especially in the playoffs, even though they didn't do well in the playoffs. I told, I agree, they didn't do well in the playoffs. But he was their best player in the playoffs, like I said earlier. I can't take that away from him. So then let me ask you one more. Is he a Hall of Famer? All right, last one. Kyle Lowry. This is really tough. This is really tough. This is really tough. Um, So you think Blake Griffin is a Hall of Famer and you don't think Derrick Rose is a Hall of Famer? Um, uh, I don't know if I think Blake Griffin is a Hall of Famer, but I think he's higher than Derrick Rose on my Hall of Fame list. I would give Blake a 50% chance at Hall of Fame. And I would put Kyle Lowry right there with him, 50% chance. Because he's a champion? Because he's a champion. And he had a bigger role on his championship run than Blake will if he if he ends up winning a championship this year. Kyle Lowry was the second best, second or third best player on that Raptors team, but that Raptors team wasn't a traditional big three or something like that. They were a team that any given night with with Kawhi, uh, obviously Kawhi was the best player, but any given night, it was a, it was another guy stepping up for them between Siakam. Uh, um, Van Fleet and Lowry, those three guys especially, they were just a damn good team. That was one of the most impressive championships, even though the Warriors had their injury problems. That was a super impressive championship, I For thought. Sure. Uh, so, does, so Lowry is a 50% chance at Hall of Fame. 
what would it have been? What would the percentage have been if it wasn't for Kyle's butt? He wouldn't be on the list, Army. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, let's move on. Big Booty Lowry. Can't forget about that. Wait, hold on. You think Kyle Lowry's a Hall of Fame? Hall of Famer? No. Why? I think my Hall of Fame selection is a lot more difficult than yours. Probably, yeah. I don't think it's extremely difficult to get in the Hall of Fame. There's about three guys every year that get into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I don't think Kyle Lowry has been ever. I, yeah, that's why I give him a 50% chance. I'm, it's not okay. guaranteed. Maybe I'll, I'll give him 40, 45. Okay. Give me 45. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, all right. Do you want to give a percent for Lowry or no? Mm, yeah, Lowry's at 34. Okay, 34. All right. Now on to the next thing, Army. So the Lakers signed DeAndre Jordan and Rajan Rondo and got rid of arguably the most athletic player in the NBA, Marcus Soule. I know you're right. a huge fan of him, Army. I am. So what can those guys, DeAndre Jordan and Rajan Rondo, what do they bring to the Lakers? Um, do they bring DeAndre anything at all? A lot of attraction to the Lakers. I mean, other teams, when you Pause. play a guy like DeAndre Jordan, his sense of comedy, his his charm, his his hairstyle, those are key factors to winning basketball games. So DeAndre Jordan brings that. Shut up. John Rondo, on the other hand, um, brings an insane amount of playmaking ability. I'm sure he will bring his baby turtles with him. Um, he's one of the greatest point guards ever, John Rondo. Top 10 ever, in my opinion. Wow. Yes. So um, that's what John Rondo is going to bring you. And then you also have two of the highest IQ players in the NBA, LeBron James and John Rondo, just like you did in 2020. So Rajon Rondo is uh, a key factor to winning a championship once again. You think Rondo's going to play a lot? I mean, you got guys, obviously, Westbrook's going to start. Then you got guys like Nunn and Malik Monk, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore. You got a lot of talent. Is is Rondo going to play? You think? He'll, he'll get his opportunities for sure, especially when injuries come into play because that always comes into play. Um, but uh, when, it, when the time matters, Rajon Rondo's there. And it doesn't really matter if he plays because the influence he has, even coming off the bench, even talking to the players, he can play an on the on the court coach, off the court coach practices. Rajon Rondo is very important to the team, no matter where he is. Even that Clippers team, he didn't play enough, but he made an impact, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. He didn't play enough in the playoffs. He did not get enough minutes, I think. Uh, what about DeAndre Jordan? Uh, so just a disclaimer. There was a report today that um, Rich Paul... LeBron's agent um, was talking to some other agents at a camp and they claimed that he said that LeBron and AD are going to be playing a lot more of the four and five this year, which we kind of talked about in a previous episode. We kind of said that would be a good decision for the Lakers and that they should do that. And he's confirming that um, there's going to be a lot more of LeBron at the four and AD at the five. Uh, so does that leave room for DeAndre Jordan to play? So it's just interesting to me. Because you also Lakers have are... Dwight Howard. You also have Dwight Howard. Right, right. It's, it's very interesting to me what the Lakers are going through right now because you have a legit five in Dwight. You have a legit five in DeAndre Aiden, but you're deciding Jordan. to start DeAndre a Jordan. guy. <laughs> Sorry, DeAndre Jordan, thank God. Um, <laughs> you're deciding to start a guy that prefers playing power forward. And I think that's the great, the greatest idea that you guys have. However, I don't know why they were looking so in depth into real bigs when they had that option. Even they're trying a workout with Kenneth Freed. I heard uh, yeah, Kenneth Freed, I heard about, yeah. throughout his NBA career, his 
huge weakness was that he can't shoot a basketball. He's a legit big too, but he can't. So I don't understand what the Lakers are going for in that direction, but um, they do them. Yeah, Farid is interesting because he's not he well, he you said he's a legit big, but size wise, he's not a yeah. legit big. But he's his mentality six, eight, is six, a yeah, he's about six eight, six nine, maybe six seven. I don't know. He's not a huge guy for that position, but his mentality is huge. He plays big. I, I know what the you animal. The he's man. the manimal. That's right. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's really much to say because I don't know if these guys are really going to play that much. I think Rondo probably um, will play a decent amount more so come playoff time because he's a more trustworthy option than say Kendrick Nunn. I think Kendrick. Kendrick Nunn's minutes are going to decrease a lot. Um, but it's right now the point guard position is, is be, the backup point guard position is between Rondo and Nunn. One of those guys isn't going to play that much. It's about who's, who, who's going to play better. I could see, I could see Nunn playing really well in the regular season and Rondo more sort of taking that spot over come playoff time. Um, but we'll just have to see and find out. I, I don't know if, I don't know. We'll see. I think that's realistic because at the end of the day, none is 24, 25. And that's kind of going to be a rough position for him considering he came off a few uh, really great years with the heat and he's still young and he still wants that opportunity, but you're now bringing in a, who I just said a top 10 point guard ever in Rondo to be the backup PG questionably. So that's, that's a tough position for Kendrick. Nunn. Yeah. Rondo. Some people call him Franklin the turtle okay on to the piece next piece of news ben simmons has informed the 76ers that he will not play for them should the sixers try to change his mind army or is it just time to move on i'll keep it straight with you our first episode of our podcast series is titled the ben simmons issue i am tired of talking about ben simmons bullshit (laughs) i don't really care about him anymore he's all over every social media Every week he has a new, oh, he's not going to training camp. Oh, he's losing millions of dollars. I don't care about you anymore, Ben Simmons. Like if you want to leave the 76ers, make that happen for yourself. Don't just sit there until the season starts because that's annoying. That's what people don't want to see. James Harden did that and just played like played like he didn't want to play until he got traded to the Nets. And that's not, that's not basketball. I don't want to see Ben Simmons do that crap. You don't want to see him force his way out of Philly like, like that. No, so let him go. Like, get him off your team because he doesn't want to be there. Well, I think that's the issue they're having because they don't want to just let him go for nothing. He's a valuable piece, one of the best defenders in the NBA, in my opinion, the best defender in the NBA. Great ball handler, great passer, and they're not getting the value that they they want for him. Granted, they're asking for a huge price um, from any team, but that's just the difficult position that they're putting themselves in because and and Ben put them in as well because Ben didn't perform very well in the playoffs, so his value is super low right now. So you think it's time for the Sixers to move on from him? Yeah, I, I'd prefer they do so I don't have to keep seeing him in my feed. What do you think? <laughs> you agree? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I saw this one proposed trade um, like maybe a week back. So l- let me let me start by saying, I do like Ben Simmons. I know he's getting a lot of hate right now uh, from a lot of people. 
I do like Ben Simmons. Like I said, best defender in best defender in the NBA, in my opinion. Um, but here's the deal: if he doesn't want to come play for you, then he's not going to play for you. You have to look elsewhere. So, in my opinion, the best option that they have on the table is a trade with Portland. And I say this because I look at it from both sides. I look at Portland's side, and this trade is. Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum, a straight up deal like that. I've saw that per- I've seen that proposed, and I like that move for both teams. Honestly, I really do. Portland gets the best defender in the NBA, another ball handler, a new piece because CJ McCollum and Dame, what have they done? What have they done? With all due respect, they've been doing the same thing. They've been a decent playoff team and get ta- get get kicked out in the second round. They haven't done anything. It's time to try something new. Ben Simmons might be that solution for them. I think it's a very real possibility that he is. On the other hand, the 76ers adding another score, CJ McCollum, I think he averaged 23 points a game when he's healthy. Granted, he wasn't healthy last season. He only played about 40 games. But I think his addition to the 76ers would be huge for them. I think he, he yeah, like I said, great score, great mid-range shooter, very, very good three-point shooter as well. He'd fit perfectly over there, I believe. I think that's a perfect situation for either team. But the Blazers have said that they don't think the Ben Simmons-Dame pairing would work. I happen to disagree with that, though. Yeah, I happen to disagree with that, too. You brought up a great point with this whole CJ-Dame. I'm sorry, CJ-Ben trade. Because at the end of the day, one of the biggest problems that the Blazers had, like, like, do you remember that Dame talked a little stuff about Steph Curry, like, Oh, now it's difficult for him to get the shots off. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't have all his. So, and then Steph dropped 62 on him, right? right? Well, there's a problem in Portland that neither of their guards could defend a bag of potato chips. <laughs> and Ben Simmons can guard at least eight bags of potato chips. Uh, ben Simmons can guard literally any non unstoppable player in the NBA. When I say non unstoppable, I am not referring to LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden. Kyrie Irving, those guys are unstoppable. But uh, yeah, so that's why I think that that trade would be perfect. All right, yeah, I like I like that trade a lot too. Uh, Kevin last... Durant, sorry, I forgot to say Kevin Durant. I oh. didn't name all the players I could, but Kevin Durant is the most unstoppable player in the NBA. Of course, yes. You got to throw KD in there. Last piece of news, Army. So... John Wall um, says he will same similar situation to Ben Simmons. John Wall says he will not play for the Rockets this season, and they're going to work on a deal to try to find him in a new destination. So the Clippers, the Heat, and the Pistons have all been rumored to be interested in him. Army, where would you like to see John Wall next season? Out of those three teams, the Clippers, uh, mostly because the Pistons just drafted the drafted the number one overall pick. John Wall is known to be a guy with an ego, and I don't think that he would let the number one overall pick shine. In Miami, you just signed Kyle Lowry. Sorry. Yeah, signed Kyle Lowry yeah, yeah. for your fair share of cash. And I don't think you're in need of a backup guard, really. Tyler Hero is still on your team. Um, I don't know who their current backup point guard is, but Kyle Lowry's a guy that plays big minutes. So is Jimmy Butler. Um I don't think John Wall would be a good fit on that team, mostly because I see John Wall as slightly selfish. Um, 
Houston, I'm glad they mutually parted ways and he didn't just kind of talk his way off the team like Ben Simmons is or like not show up to training camp. I'm glad that this is a mutual arrangement. However, I think that he would fit the best on the Clippers. He can score the basketball still, I'm sure. The Clippers sometimes lack scoring and um, he's a great, he used to be a great defender. So, yeah. I agree. He had a quietly decent season last year. Nobody really talked about because the Rockets were awful. Um, but he had a quietly decent season. I think he averaged around 20 a game. Um, I, I agree with the Clippers take. I think that would be a very good solution for them. They've been trying to find that point guard to, uh, to put in L.A., and he might be that guy. Like you said, when he was healthy, he was a really good defender, one of the best uh, point guard defenders in, in the NBA. Uh, had a, Always had a solid mid-range shot as well. Developing three-point shot, one of the fastest players in the NBA when he was healthy. Um, I agree. I, I like I like the move with the Clippers. Uh, I'm not worried about you know only one ball because uh, Kawhi is a very efficient scorer. He doesn't need the ball in his hands a huge amount of the time. Um, I I yeah I like that move. I really do. In uh, in uh, with the Clippers, I think it's a good move. I agree. Anything else you want to add, or should we wrap it up? You want to wrap it up with trivia, or what's our time looking like? Nah, don't think we got time for that. Alrighty, I guess we're passing on it today. Ladies right. and gents, thank you so much for watching. What do you got to say? Uh, no, go go ahead. Take the outro. Alrighty, um, thank you guys so much for watching. I'm glad we could bring you this special Zoom presentation of No Regard. This will be how it is for a while until Vasse comes back to St. Louis. So until then, peace. Follow, oh, don't forget follow Sorry. us. Follow, follow us, us on all. Go ahead. Follow us on all social medias: Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, at No Regard Media. Uh, we're on everything. Twitter. I said also. Uh, also um, check us out if you if you want to check out our website. It's No Regard Media. Something like that. Uh, it's in our Instagram bio. Um, that's it for us. Peace. We'll see you guys next. Oh crap! Let me. Damn it, say- army. <laughs>